You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hi, kids. Welcome in. It's time for another edition of Scatter Shooting. I hope you are surviving the heat. It is on, and it's cranked up awfully high. 100 degrees here just after noon, and we're going to have that for the next several days. The heat dome is in place right on top of us, and so it's a little uncomfortable outside unless you're out at about four in the morning, which I am on my way to work, and it's it's about the only time when you can roll the window down and survive as the breeze comes in. A couple of things uh, just to start with, a little bit of breaking news. If you haven't heard yet, this just happened a few minutes ago. The Cleveland Browns have traded disgruntled quarterback, former OU star, Heisman winner, Baker Mayfield, to the Carolina Panthers for a conditional fifth round draft pick. I've not seen any players uh, that are coming to Cleveland from Carolina. So Baker Mayfield headed there. Don't know what for sure. Deshaun Watson is going to be the Browns' new quarterback if he's not in jail or facing us or suspended by, I guess he won't be in jail. No criminal charges have been filed mm. against him yet, but the NFL has not formally announced uh, any kind of suspension or anything like that, which the league might very well do. And it could be, could be half the season or a full season or, or maybe not. I mean, you know, you just, you never know for sure about that. And did you watch the Thunder game last night? You know, some uh, folks may not have even realized they were playing <laughs> the first game of Summer League Thunder in the Salt Lake City Summer League and the Las Vegas Summer League. There's actually three Summer Leagues going on. One in Orlando. California. Orlando is where the it used one? to be. But oh. no, it, it's not one there. Not one there at all. Uh, there's one in California. That's about four teams involved there. Uh, one in Salt Lake City. And there's four teams involved there. And then the Las Vegas Summer League will have all of the teams will come into Vegas and uh, will play. Uh, I think every team is guaranteed four games, I believe. And then they, if they qualify for the playoff round, they'll move into that. But the Thunder played really <laughs> – I keep hearing, you know, from Thunder fans and me, myself, you know, I keep going – it's only summer league. Yeah. It's only summer league. But wow, Chet Holmgren looked great last night. 23.7 rebounds, six blocked shots, which is a summer league record. Um, four assists. He was four of six on threes. First player in summer league history to block at least five shots and make at least four threes. Hmm. Because generally, you don't see that combination, right. you know, very much. But we saw it from Chet Holmgren last night. Um, he altered a bunch of other shots that he didn't block. I thought he played really well. At the very beginning, he looked a little a little bit slow, a little bit stiff. But I guess he was just kind of getting warmed up. Because <laughs> as the game went on, he looked really good. He had 13 points in the first quarter. <laughs> Thunder blew out. Utah, I think the final was, I believe it was 98 to 77. Josh Giddy played and had a double-double, 14 points, 11 rebounds. 
Jalen Williams, the one, the guard from Santa Clara, as opposed to the forward from Arkansas, uh, had a big game uh, last night, 17 points on uh, 8 of 11 shooting and I think five rebounds, I believe it was. So um, pretty good night for the Thunder. He was the first rounder, right? Um, uh, Yes, yes, yes. And um, so good night for the Thunder Summer League uh, team. They play again tonight. They play the Memphis Grizzlies, 6 o'clock our time on, uh, or central time, depending upon where you're watching, it might not be your time. Uh, but central time, since six o'clock central time on ESPN2, and then they play the uh, Philadelphia 76ers tomorrow late afternoon, five o'clock central, and that game will be on NBA TV. And then the Thunder move down to Las Vegas and join the other 29 teams in the NBA for the Las Vegas Summer League. Mm. So... There we go. That's kind of what I have to start things, nice. and, I'll, and I know you've got a couple things. I'm you wanna, excited about all you want to get into as well. So yeah, I uh, what what to talk about first? Let's talk. There's about, a lot going on. There's a lot. Let's talk about um, let's talk about Skinwalker Ranch because okay. we, we talk about that. We second season is unfolding. I presumably they're shooting the third season this summer because that's when they shoot it. That uh, seems like likely. Um, yes. Cause uh, as, as you, you've now seen all of it, I've seen all of it. They yeah. certainly gave the indication that they would be back for right. a third definitely, season. Definitely did. So, so here's okay. For those of you who haven't watched Skinwalker ranch, pause this video, binge, watch it, then come back. <laughs> so here's, here's my theory. Okay. So, uh, Travis Taylor got radiation poisoning uh, last season right. when he was by the cistern at the house, right? Right, right. They This season, they had more radiation anomalies. The uh, the temperature stuff is one thing. The aerial phenomenon yeah. they're seeing is another thing. Some but, uh, electromagnetic uh, yes, anomalies. Electro- and they realized that the ground was had current. The actual dirt had current running through it, and subsequently, that's probably where the magnetic field's coming from. Mm-hmm. So it got me thinking, before they talked about this, about Nikola Tesla, and one of the work, things he was working on in Colorado Springs, which was wireless transmission of energy, one of the things he did was screw light bulbs into the ground and light them up, which we saw happen. Oh, that's, yeah, they and, did. They had some stuff with it, yes. Right. And so, and if you remember the other guy that seemed to be kind of a passer through, like they didn't plan on him, who was doing all the research and said, hey, there's water going right through your property low. And then they drilled down and found this water in the triangle. So here's my theory. My theory is uh, a little bit, it's funny because at the end, Travis Taylor kind of throwed out, threw out a, a similar mm. theory, but that there, there is uh there is metal of some sort, alloys of some sort that are in that soil and dispersed pretty wildly. I won't give totally away, but you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, um, where those metals may have came from, come from. But um, the thing that kept coming up to me is perhaps some of the, all of the phenomena to me, um, it goes back to the cistern and, and something they haven't talked about in the show, but this is what I want to talk about. In the movie, or the movie, in the television series Ancient Aliens, they talk about something called the Baghdad Battery. Do you remember this? By any no, chance? no, no. So there's cave paintings uh, or, or hieroglyphs uh, mm-hmm. found in, in Egypt where it shows um, what looks to be a light bulb and they have a what they called the Baghdad Battery and it was essentially a clay pot filled with certain chemicals 
and and it was producing electricity presumably which explains a lot because all these hieroglyphs they're they're in these deep caves and in 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 uh right. tombs you know like you can't see in there they didn't have right. flashlights i mean it's dark d- dark as dark can exactly. be exactly and so the 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 idea that they would have such intricate paintings on the interiors of these buildings done had to have something by, to light it up right yeah. and certainly fire was a thing however they had these paintings showing these devices that look very much like a light bulb hooked to a battery and uh it's just an interesting reality so one of the things that i thought is that there's something in the water that it has just the right amount of acidic capabilities or whatever that that cistern reacting with the clay and the soil is forming some low voltage output that's what's caused some of this radiation because it's just exposed they're open up the cistern and that's when they seem to get radiation burns that's true (laughs) yeah yeah and and all of these anomalies are centering around homestead too which is where the cistern is and and most of those anomalies are happening but also just down the road at the triangles not far from there and the magnetic stuff that's happening right so they bury a big you know drill a big 100 foot hole and all the compasses start pointing towards this this uh pipe a metal pipe in a massively conductive piece of soil is going to have a magnetic draw yeah so i believe and and a little side note the things that happen above i think are absolutely potentially a result of what's happening below that it is atmospheric in nature because one of the things they've seen is when they've done certain things they've seen um these anomalies the orbs you know some of that and And then there was the 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 helicopter that was crazy that showed um something flying along with them right Right. beneath them but nobody could see it from the right and so to me those kind of anomalies could could be could be caused by the interaction of what's going on in that area and then what happens naturally when um you know like with the helicopter it's disturbing it's causing a turbulent uh thing and what do we know about uh, about helicopters hitting the wind is that's going to cause turbulence turbulence and static electricity in a highly energized area you can get static shock from the blades cutting through the air at a rapid pace and if the air itself has uh, trace amounts of metallic particles, charged particles, charged and particles, things right, like that, yeah, then then it could produce a consistent reading on a radar. Okay, that would be invisible. Those are my so theories. that all makes relatively scientific right? sense and stuff like that. But yeah. It could also be space aliens. I hope it it is. (laughs) I absolutely hope it is. But yes, it could be space aliens. It could be skinwalkers. Actually, now this is the scientific explanation. My, my, what I want it to be is interdimensional and that what they're seeing, those orbs, I think that's where the portals are. I think those are portals. And and what did you, what did you think of? And I realized if you you haven't seen the show, (laughs) you know, we're doing some spoilers and you're like, what the heck are you talking about? But it's it's really good you definitely ought to you, you ought to watch it but what what did you think when you saw the thermal imaging yeah of that little, little eye yeah that little thing that went skittering ac- oh, yeah. across that so, so that little one, spot of cold yeah something around well i i thought you know they addressed this in other capacities but they didn't address it on the thermal i thought that could be a bug on the lens kind of thing um based on hmm. its speed um <laughs> 
Wouldn't that be a bummer? It would be a bummer. But wow, look at that! Actually, it's a cockroach. Right, because really? you, well, because you know, on the other cameras that that they they addressed that they look when they were showing stuff at distance, the the little black squiggly one, you know, and and I think so. Here, here's the thing: I told my wife we were watching it. She watched it with me last year too, and so she was kind of watching it in the background with me. But I said, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of of twelve year olds with who got walkie talkies for Christmas and they're all on mm. their on my grand, grandpa's property for the summer like their cousins and when they call uh Fugle and they're like hey Fugle can we dig <laughs> he, I, I picture him when they goes off camera turning to his wife and she says everything okay yeah the kids are just wanting to dig out in the back acre <laughs> And and that we get some spoiler alert when they're in the Jeeps yeah. or actually in these little power wheels, electric four, four cars. Hey, Dad, can we play in the mud? Exactly. Cause, and it really comes down to Dragon. The dude's name is Dragon. Come on, man. Bryant Dragon. Yeah. And and nobody else has a nickname. But of course, you've got to give the security guy his name is Dragon. Yeah, yeah. And even name. when he says every once in a while, last year it was hardcore, always Dragon. This year I've noticed they call him Bryant every once in a while. He'll say, hey, guys, it's Bryant. And then you'll hear, hear uh, um, Taylor, Travis Taylor say, hey there, Dragon, what's up? <laughs> and you're like, guys, I, I mean, how did that how did that happen? Did he go about it and go, hey, guys call me dragon <laughs> well i mean you know i'm sure he probably served in the military and a lot of those guys yeah. have code words code names oh, yeah. stuff like that or it could just be something yeah call me dragon yeah could well and it is funny because i do enjoy the show i'm I, mean, I do I, too I, yeah it, but there is a part of me that's just kind of like this is silly no i know i know i'm there i'm there with you i'm yeah. there with you but there's also a part of me that just thinks <sighs> Wow, this is I so know. cool. Well, that's it. Road. That's it. Like I said, it, I pictured the 12-year-old kids running around the, for the summer on grandma and grandpa's property. And I thought, I, yeah, I'll do it. I'd be that kid. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. And then they got, they come up with reasons. They're like, hey, we should launch some rockets. Yeah, we can do science. <laughs> and they have that vibe. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. now we had devised a test and we're going to keep a payload up in this thing and we're going to measure gamma radiation and we're going to see what that gamma radiation has to do and how, what kind of insight it brings to this experiment. That's a, that's a pretty good Travis it's Taylor. It's not a bad Travis Taylor, not is it? Not a bad Travis Taylor at all. And I, I guess next year they're going to have a like a little mini blimp Yes, they're going to have up there for, yeah. you know, maybe the whole show. It's, right. it's going to be up above the, and it'll do weird things up around Homestead, too, or whatever. You know, and like last year, I was making comments about the drone and how it's like, yeah, but but I had a drone and this is normal activity, not abnormal. Well, that's kind of how I felt about the phone. The phone that kept going off is I'm looking at it going, OK, first off, this bro's got like an old iPhone. This was shot in 2021. And he's rocking an iPhone with broken screens and a button. So you're talking about a five-year-old iPhone, and you're surprised that it starts glitching out and doing things? I mean, now granted, every time they are doing a dig or something is when it starts doing that. But at the same time, it maybe does it also when they're not doing those right. things. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, there's. I'm going to guess that there's been some dramatic license taken oh, has with to this be. like what yeah. you said it may glitch out all the time mm. or various times when he's and he hasn't bought a new iphone right yeah, right <laughs> right 
He's yeah. on this show on Discovery, and he's rocking a six-year-old iPhone that's broken and in an OtterBox case. And you're like, I mean, are they not paying you anything for this? <laughs> yeah, and I and I mean, there's there are deals out there where you can basically get them for free. For, right, exactly, exactly. So you would think if he would have. But yeah, it's now I, become I, a part of the show, right? right. I mean, it's, yeah. Every, I mean, I, the, to the point where it's like, hey, grab that dosometer, grab the trimeter, and grab the, your iPhone <laughs> so we can see. We're, we're using the iPhone as kind of a canary <laughs> in a cave. What this thing will do for us is give us some sort of early warning system. And as an astrophysicist, I'm going to go back to Alabama and tell them what I find. All right. That is that's some really good really good <laughs> you're cracking me up oh so anyway yeah. if any of this interests you watch that show the yeah. secret of skinwalker ranch it's on history channel and then it's it's also streaming yeah i watched on hulu on uh, hulu yes yes, yes hulu and it's probably a couple other places and maybe you can rent the episodes. You probably can. Oh, but yeah, it's streaming on Netflix on only has Hulu one season. Just well. if you go looking for it on Netflix, it's season one is the only one that's there. But yeah, and uh, all three, though, are on. Uh, oh, there's three seasons? No, there's not. Yeah, three. this new one was the third season. No. Yes. Second season. No. Third season. Okay, well, maybe I'm not. Isn't well, it? No, it's second season. I just looked. You're thinking okay. of For All Mankind that's in the third oh, season. Oh, maybe I am. And speaking of For All Mankind. Friday, new oh. episode. I'm excited. Well, after what happened at the end of uh, last week, yeah, which was it was one of those, and again, For All Mankind, it's on Apple Plus. Uh, it's, it's really good also. And uh, last week was one of those where I'm thinking, well, geez, this is nothing really huge has happened. I mean, it's. We're kind of just Every, going along, right? Going You're just along. like, oh. everything kind of know something's going to happen. I, yes, yeah. in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, something, something it's about to go, about down. to go. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, or maybe not. I mean, we're getting to the very end, and so, but the last yeah. two minutes, oh, yeah, it was intense. Oh my gosh! So um, along the same, because we're hanging out in the space, the supernatural. I want to bring up something that happened today Okay. about the uh, Georgia Guidestones. I'm going to take this uh, screen so you guys can see it and read along with me. This is Wikipedia talking about the Georgia Guidestones. If you don't know what these are, it's a granite, granite monument erected in 1980 uh, in Georgia. Um, here, here's one of the things that's interesting about it. Uh, if we look at the history down here, in June 1979, a man using the pseudonym Robert C. Christian approached the... Uh, Elberton Granite Finishing Company on behalf of a small group of loyal Americans and commissioned the structure, uh, explaining the stones would function as a compass, a calendar, a clock. Anyway, this has been called, um, if you look up here where the cursor is, the American Stonehenge. And uh, the uh, anonymity of the Guidestones authors and their apparent advocacy of population control, eugenics, and internationalism Mm. have made them an object of controversy. Now, on them are 10 inscriptions of what mankind should do. All right, here's a big picture of the Georgia Guidestones. So you can see. Now, the inscriptions on all these different stones, there's four of these, they're written in different languages. Hmm. Um, and so on there, this is what they say. Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual or a perpetual balance with nature. 500 million. That is 
Basically, yeah. just fifty uh, percent more of the population of the United States. Yeah, I think the Earth uh, was the population is like five billion, right, right around that, right now. No, more it than is that, eight billion. Oh, you know, there's a lot of uh, reproducing growing. going on. Yeah, in when I was in school, it was six billion, but mm. in since the time I was in high school till now, it's grown by uh, now. This and that's the crazy thing if you think about world population. Anyway, um, so maintain humanity under five hundred million. Uh, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Unite mm. humanity. That's the eugenics part. All of that is unite humanity with a living new language. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Uh, we'll talk about Kathy Hochul here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> governor of the, uh, New York. Governor of New York, yes. Uh, we're going to avoid petty laws and useless officials. Uh, balance personal rights with social duties. Uh, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite, and be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. Now, here's why I bring up the Georgia Guidestones. Okay. Because this morning at 4 a.m. About the time I was walking out of my house heading to work. They were bombed. 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 That's correct, sir. They so were do, bombed. So were they destroyed? They don't exist anymore? Or what, uh... Uh, no, they do still exist. Uh, let's see if I can pull up uh, some video here. It's a Twitter feed. Um, let's see. Take that. Here's oh, wow. So it used to be four wide. Uh, now, of course, it's not four wide. It's, yeah. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting that the Georgia Guidestones were vandalized. It's interesting to me, I think probably because um, CERN got turned on. <laughs> I know now that doesn't the, seem related. but Well, and, and explain to people who maybe didn't watch last week's episode okay, what, yeah, so, what it is you're talking about. There. So the Large Hadron Collider in uh, um, CERN, Switzerland, the largest of its kind, which uh, in 2012, I believe, discovered what they called the God Particle. Uh, had been turned off um, for, gosh, how long? A long time. They had it off because they were trying to make it more powerful and doing upgrades to it. And it got turned on uh, on July 5th. Uh, So as we record this, that's yesterday. Now, the reason that's even somewhat relevant to this conversation is uh, the Georgia Guidestones are incredibly mysterious nobody knows really who paid for them who made them happen they just had the pseudonym name and uh if you've heard of the mandela effect where people have memories yeah that's when joe biden said that he met mandela in prison right that oh okay although that is a mandela effect (laughs) actually it could be technically um no but it's this idea that um like if you growing up and you read the berenstein bears um you remember it probably spelled S-T-E-I-N, Berenstein Bears. And today, if you look at it, it's spelled S-T-A-I-N. And people have a very firm memory that it was Steen and not Stain. Yet there is no photographic evidence of it being ever Steen. Oh, okay. Uh, things like logos, right, yeah. like Fruit of the Loom logos, right? Fruit of the Loom logo with the big cornucopia and all the fruit coming out of it. Well, apparently there never, ever was a cornucopia. Ever. 
There's n- absolutely no photographic evidence of a cornucopia on that logo from past, present. Now, wait just a doggone minute. Precisely. You see, you remember it. Yes. An- another very famous one is Ed McMahon. What did Ed McMahon do besides Star Search and besides co-hosting? What was he famous for? Big checks, right? Oh, yeah. I was going to say being drunk on the Carson show. Yeah. But actually, true. if you read any of the hist- the actual history of that, yeah. Ed was actually the sober one. Yeah. Johnny. No, no doubt. Johnny was the one drunk Absolutely on the Carson no show. Absolutely, no doubt. Ed, was, I mean, it was, you know, it was part of their shtick that right. Ed was the drinker. It was actually <laughs> Johnny. Was Ed Johnny. usually just had coffee in his cup or right. water or whatever and right. instead of but, whiskey. But what what do you remember him being famous for? Uh, the uh, the prize patrol. Right. right? For who? The, uh, 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 whichever. Publisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Publisher's one. Clearinghouse. But it right? wasn't. It was something else? No. Never worked for Publisher's Clearinghouse. The company or anything had, else? No, he did. He worked for the American something or other, but he never delivered checks. He never went to any doors. All of that memory that everybody has never happened. It made it into pop culture. It was in episodes uh, of things like the Golden Girls talking about Ed McMahon's at my door, right? How many times do people say that colloquially? Well, How, you know, Ed McMahon's at but the door. Was it, check. Well, uh, okay. Are you now? Let's. Right. I seem to remember, but you know, could it have just been that people remember that because they filmed commercials like that? Never even did a commercial. There's zero accounts of him ever doing anything similar to it. The closest thing to it was working as a spokesperson for a company, not American or not Publishers Clearinghouse, but American something other that was similar, American Publishing Company. And that's it. He just was a spokesperson, never even a commercial about him being at the door. Okay, that's weird. So this is what is called the Mandela effect and the postulation for some people. Very interesting to me. Well, it is because, I mean, if there there never was anything like that, why do people have it in their heads that it exists? Well, and it's called the Mandela effect. And I don't think you and I fall into this category, which is even more interesting because there was a very large number of people. The first recorded thing like this was the death of Nelson Mandela that he died in prison in the 1980s. And that's not true. Now, you and I probably don't even have that memory. We sounds, both, like, sounds like more of the Joe Biden effect. It does, uh, exactly. So we know that he later went on to become president of South Africa after getting out of prison. Right, so, right. So the, the thing is, though, just like you and I believe in the cornucopia and the Berenstein Bears and Ed McMahon, there was a large group of people who were like, no, he died in prison. What are you talking about? And so thus it was called the Mandela effect. Now the belief is that, or one conspiracy theory is that in 2012, when CERN crashed in these particles and created a mini big bang here on planet earth, according to their science, um, that it opened up the doorway. Cause one of the theories, not from a, uh, conspiracy standpoint but one of the theories is that it could open a wormhole which einstein uh postulated about so the idea of a wormhole in space or anything like that well what they believe could have happened here is that two universes collided two realities in these ultimate or uh, these varying dimensions and what happened is these subtle differences just like 
for all mankind and how we see uh, well, yeah, right. when, when a little thing, like kind of that butterfly effect, when right. something small happens. So yes, logos do or don't have a cornucopia. Um, and, and by the way, there's listed hundreds of these things that you can look at and go, oh yeah, I totally remember that. Something with the Kool-Aid man. There's, there's just a whole bunch of them. And, and so it's kind of impossible for there to be that, and not impossible, but improbable for there to be that kind of mass delusion. So the idea is that it opened up and these two dimensions have been at war. And there's a reason why we literally have such division in this country, because at the root, there are people who were raised differently that have a different, in the other, in dimension, the other dimension from us, from us. And we're in it. So you can almost parse out because here's another interesting thing that if you and I share a Mandela effect memory, it's global. We're not like split up into some yes, some no. We pretty much all remember this one or all don't remember this one. And all the ones we remember, the Monopoly guy, whether he has a monocle or no monocle. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I remember the monocle. He had a monocle. Yeah, that's... He doesn't have a monocle. I never did. remember, yeah, the monocle. Right. And so all of those little variations... Mm. Um, really lend itself to that hypothesis. I mean, it's uh, also could be just mass delusion and mass memory, but that's weird to have so many. Right. And so many varying right. things. Right? It's really, yeah. No, that's extremely strange. And that they have to, to, to demonstrate it, like when you see these different videos or, or articles, they'll show, they have to create the logo that we remember against the logo that's actually there. And it's amazing to me because... Like the cornucopia, for example, on Fruit of the Looms. Right. It's precisely how I remembered it. That cornucopia is exactly how I remembered it, yet it never even existed. And it, they could have picked 30 different I, cornucopias and yeah. rebuilding it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But no, right. it's exactly that same cartoon well then, drawn. Well, then maybe in this, this other dimension, mm -hmm. uh, maybe in that dimension, uh, in 2011, James Harden did not go to all the strip joints in Miami, and the Thunder actually won the uh, NBA championship. That Nobody year. remembers that, so I'm guessing no. <laughs> yeah, Fine. I know. Uh, yeah. It, it's 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 interesting to me. I mean, it may not. No, be, it's it's. I mean, really interesting. It's fascinating, and that's yeah. you know that's one that's one of the reasons why I love talking about some of this stuff is because. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, you really can't necessarily prove it one way or the no. other. Well, and I had and a, so you can go down all kinds of different. Yeah, you know, I was telling lines my, of thought, my wife about holes, this. Whatever I, you want. To I had it. a really weird experience on Sunday. Uh, it was a deja vu experience, but it lasted the better half of the day. It wasn't like you know most. In my experience, you have deja vu at last for about 15 seconds and then you're yeah. on with life. I, I sat, I sat like better half of the day thinking deja vu isn't even the right word. It was a similar sensation, but it was like, this isn't right. Everything about this is happening a little wrong. And it was weird, man. And I didn't, I, I, this is my first time publicly talking about it. And then telling you, you're the second person I've told, I told Lori and that was it. Not for any reason, except just didn't come up. But I just thought, man, this is a weird sensation. And and yet it was somewhat predictable. Every moment that came was somewhat predictable, but felt just like it was wrong. It wasn't happening right. Wow. So no, I and that was before they turned the collider back on. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, the only time I've kind of had that 
deja vu experience is when uh, you know maybe I'm at work or I'm or I'm doing something that I'll just suddenly kind of have the thought of. I've done this before. <laughs> I, yeah, right, right. Yeah, and that usually lasts for a you know really just a few seconds right. and uh sometimes i say yeah the reason i think i've done this before is because you have i have and <laughs> i did it about 15 seconds ago and i've already forgotten about it That's what or, happens when you you read news reports every day uh, yes yes and some of them these days can be somewhat similar or you know just so crazy <laughs> right. that you're thinking i you know i saw something the other day and i was looking here on drudge which i have pulled up but i don't see it on here it must have been yesterday and there are a couple other times and we've we've kind of gotten into this a little bit and i've seen several reports here lately mm -hmm. about ai artificial mm. intelligence mm -hmm. and some of the things that are going on with that now and there are some scientists who now believe that uh ai in some forms that are out there now are actually sentient mm. that they can think for themselves they can solve various problems for themselves they have feelings that sort of thing and when when all of this really started going you know when you started talking about the advancement in robotics and and artificial intelligence and all like this mm -hmm. you know the the thing that that <laughs> Really, the thing that popped into my mind, yeah, Terminator. Yeah, of course, Skynet. Yes, yes, and and now, I mean, I've seen a couple of articles that that are leaning more and more that way, and it could, you know, it could be great, you know, it because you know, not all sentient AI. I mean, you know, you've seen various science fiction shows where they're really good. They help save humanity and all like this. And then others, you know, it's like humans. We don't need no stinking humans. And uh, I think, like it, Terminator. you know, when you think about the the uh, the fiction side of that, um, I think humans innately know that they suck. <laughs> and that's why that's so it's written out that way, because AI lives in a world of perfect fact. Right. It doesn't really. It, it makes the best, like in the movie iRobot with uh, Will Smith, uh, pre-slap Will Smith, um, he, they talk about the three rules and they talk about the Turin test and, and, you know, these are real life things, but these rules are that uh, robots can't hurt another human and, and, you know, there's various rules that go along with it. But ultimately what happens in that movie at the beginning is Will Smith's character hates robots because the robot will smith and a kid i guess his kid uh were in a car and, and they were in water drowning after an accident and a robot gets in to save the life and the robot calculates that will smith has a better chance of survival than the kid so it just takes not a moral stand it takes a pragmatic stand and says well he has a better chance of surviving so i'm going to save him and will smith then hates robots for not saving his kid mm. right so this is a thing human beings see these things and go you can't make the emotional choice and the emotional choice is the better choice sometimes is the argument so i think that you know the the risk of of a sentient or a we'll just say an ai that is autonomous even if it's purely programmed to do so uh to just be act on its own based on a series of guides and and boundaries i mean at some point they're going to realize that the human race is its problem 
Right. And, it has and, to. You know, that that's, I believe, was, was kind of the point of Terminator, wasn't it? Yes. You know, that Skynet and the... And and the the robots there, you know, they were and just the like, Matrix, the and, same thing. They, right, the right. robots came to the same conclusion. And you know, uh, hey, we're both a human, as far as we know. Uh, as and, far as and we, we know, that's true. But I, I mean, you know, this world has a long history of human beings causing all sorts oh, of trouble. Yeah. yeah, no, they're problematic. And we, the, yes, are problematic. we are problematic. <laughs> Uh, you know, there are a lot of our species are great individuals and a lot are just evil. Kind of like uh, Kathy Hochul. Well, I, yeah, I, I don't know if she's evil. She's obviously oh, no, she's stupid. Uh, she's, she's certainly evil. that. And we all know you can't fix that. But let's get into what the latest uh, hijinks of the oh. governor of new york uh all right well let's kick it over here look online uh this is from cny homepage i don't know what this is uh, uh cnyhomepage.com i don't know powered by eyewitness news so this is probably some new york thing probably so out of albany new york on thursday the governor signed landmark legislation to strengthen gun laws and restrict the carrying of concealed weapons on a list of sensitive locations this law will now institute a default no concealed carry of firearms unless private property owners and businesses expressly allow a person to possess a firearm rifle or shotgun on their property now you know when we think about this from the standpoint of i'm going to get to more of that in a second this is in response to the supreme court ruling a few days after roe v wade's opinion was released uh saying that this new york law was unconstitutional that you know just a reminder for everybody okay that the second amendment of the constitution says that uh paraphrased although people will criticize me for that doesn't matter um the right to to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed so an infringement of a person's right, right. is a roadblock is a keeping them from exercising said and right in legal language shall not is a definite right it can't may be, right. not is well there's some space for it right. right maybe yes maybe no but shall not right be infringed that means so no, so after they struck that down they signed a new law uh says Ga uh, governor kathy hochel has worked closely with the legislature to devise the following legislation which would strictly regulate concealed carry weapons while staying within the confines of that decision that we were just referring to the law will take effect on september 1st of this year in addition uh that's uh, 2022 for those listening to this three years in the future in addition an appeals board will be created for those applicants who license or renewal is denied or revoked to take effect on april 1st 2023 now where can't you carry some of these places have been true from a federal standpoint from a long time but but anyway you can't carry at airports, bars, and restaurants that serve alcohol. Now, in Oklahoma, you can carry at a restaurant that serves alcohol as long as it's not its primary business. In other words, you can't go to a bar with a gun um, if they serve just bar food, but you can go to a restaurant that has a bar. So that's see, I some of that makes zero sense. To I me. think the I think the logic is get drunk, get pissed, get shot. I mean, no, I I I, I get that. Gotcha, but. Are you telling me that if you went to a restaurant, that, yeah, no, I that know. you're definitely not no. going to get drunk, get no, pissed and but, shoot somebody? But in fairness, 
if you're consuming alcohol and food at the same time, you're less likely to get drunk just in general. Cause it's, yeah, you know what I'm saying? True. Like whoop, you're, yeah. you're maybe more likely to, you know, throw up. Definitely. Chunks, yeah. Probably. No, that's definitely okay. true. Uh, so <laughs> courthouses, that's been true. Federal buildings, period. Anyway, um, daycare facilities, playgrounds, and other locations where children gather, uh, educational institutions, emergency shelters, including domestic violence shelters, homeless shelters, entertainment venues, federal, state, and local government buildings, health and medical facilities, houses of worship, can't carry to church. Although you hear people say this all the time, why would you want to carry to church? I don't know. Ask the folks in Texas who lives mm-hmm. were saved because they did mm-hmm. that. Libraries, polling sites. I mean, not just the folks in Texas. What if, what if in some of these mosques that have been shot up, what if people were carrying there? And mm-hmm. these were in other countries. So, I mean, totally different scenario. But, dude. Right. Are the you bad kidding guy, me? The bad guy might not have made it as far as, exactly. as he did. Well, and, and I, you know, the list goes on there. I, I think what's so funny, you know, a reporter asked her, and I played this for you before. I'm not going to play it now because audio is a mess. Anyway, a reporter asks Kathy Hochul at the press conference, what are your, you know, what are the data points for the conceal, the number of criminal activity caused by concealed carry holders, permit holders? And Kathy Ochel says, I don't need those numbers. I don't need a data point to know that this is a good idea. All you're doing is, is taking and making it much more difficult for a person to legally carry. So that means... Well, and the other thing that you played on there was, you know, she was asked about that and, and she, or well, I, I guess actually she began her news conference by saying this, yeah. this will have no effect whatsoever yeah. on uh, law abiding citizens <laughs> right. that have permits or trying it's to the get the only people permits. affected by it. Yes. And it's a long list yeah. of things that you have to do. And they don't seem to understand that De- criminals who do the majority of right. the crimes the majority, the vast majority of gun crimes in oh, the United States right. are committed by criminals. Well, here's the, the who stupid don't thing. don't get their guns legally. They get them on the street. And even if they did numbers get shaved them, off and it, all even like if that. they got them legally, it doesn't stop them from, no matter what, here, here's what's so dumb. Here's the factual statement. All laws only, only affect law-abiding citizens well that's true yeah period because if you're a criminal if you are not you are right. breaking right the law. if you are not law-abiding then you don't care whether the speed limit says 55 65 or 105 yeah because you're breaking the law you're either breaking way the law yeah so it's only right. law-abiding citizens that are affected by laws wake up people that's why i'm a libertarian you no get rid of all these laws that's where your freedom comes Man, I saw a great video. I'm going to have to share this with you someday. This dude just nailed it in understanding our servitude and serfdom and being slaves to the system. Man. Anyway, I'm just going to tease that because I'm not going to. Oh, you're not going to go into. I I don't know if there's cussing on it. Oh, I thought know. you were just going to talk about it. Well, no, it's too drawn out to talk about. Maybe, okay, all right. Maybe I can pull it up here. He well, probably we can, cusses. We can we can save it for uh, next week, and you can censor it if you need to. You can, can go through some stuff. I will attempt to connect it while while you uh, pontificate <laughs> about uh, what I just said. Uh, various uh, various things. Well, well, this is going to be about uh, our freedom, so don't change subjects too far off. <laughs> all right. No, I well, I, I you know, I think it's obvious that. You know, our freedoms are being infringed upon right now by 
various things and uh, whether they're government entities or otherwise. And um, it's, it's just not good. And I think, I think everything, and you know, we have a lot of things going on in this country right now that are, you know, causing uh, a lot of anxiety, a lot of nervousness uh, with people who maybe normally wouldn't feel that way. And uh, a lot of folks are reacting strongly to things that maybe they wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. with all of the violence that's going on in the, in the country right now, whether it be gun violence or otherwise. I saw something interesting here the other day, the mayor of Chicago, Lori, Lori Lightfoot, who uh, a few days ago went on a, a uh, rant that was punctuated by various obscenities, uh, mostly dropping some uh, F-bombs about uh, Justice Clarence Thomas. Mm. And then after the uh, shooting in a suburb of Chicago here, what was it, yesterday, I guess, she uh, went out last night and talked about, and this was after she was having a screaming fit, dropping F-bombs about Clarence Thomas, at a public rally. Uh, she was very calm and in talking about, we just have too many people that are inciting violence and uh, everyone should give each other the respect and understanding they deserve. <laughs> Agreed, and like, Lori. Really? This is a couple of days after you've just dropped F-bombs about a Supreme Court Justice of the United States and now you're it's a, a 180 degree turn and so uh you know i think i think people have just really quite literally uh, lost their minds over a lot of things and i don't see that i really don't see that changing anytime soon no and of course grandpa joe doesn't have a mind left to lose you know he was has been complaining about uh he said the other day that he wanted the local gas station owners to reduce their prices over 60% of gas stations in the United States are not owned by major energy companies. Right. They're owned by the mother mom and pop uh, stores. Mm-hmm. And maybe they just own the one uh, gas station slash convenience store. Maybe they own mm-hmm. five or six, but the point is they don't own 200 or 500 and the profit margins are razor thin razor they're making thin. their money on the convenience store, right right not the gas yes on the price of yeah. candy or bread or you know whatever it is so and i mean you know keep in mind something else that grandpa joe apparently can't figure out they buy the gasoline right. it's not given to them right because they're not owned by an oil company or a refining company right so they have to buy it and then resell it. So, you know, he, uh, you know, he slammed, uh, you know, those folks the other day. And of course he had some oil executives in the white house. I think it was last week who were meeting with members of his staff, but he, the president did not meet with, they were at the white house. He did not sit down and meet with them face to face. Well, if it was after he was one, he taking, was taking a, a nap. No, oh. this was in the morning, oh, okay. uh, but he, uh, he so was, was probably, he was probably taking a nap. And then in the afternoon, he had green energy people in the White House, and he met with them. Oh, sure. But as far as the fossil fuel right. energy industry, 
they were also yeah. in the White House, but he yeah. did not meet with so, them. So, so this, I'm going to play this. I want you to tell me, I want your commentary after he's done. Okay. Fair enough. Did you sanitize it? Are we, are I'm we gonna, good? I've got the beat button ready. I don't know if I'm going to hit it, but if you're listening and there's cursing in it and you don't want to hear it, then fast forward a minute and 48 seconds and just hear the commentary. All right. Uh, I I'm think just that's, anxious to hear uh, whatever you might be saying. Up until this point was based on freedom. How they advertised you to be a good slave was they would give you some freedom. And when I say slave, I use that word particularly because a slave used to work his ass off and he would get food <laughs> and a it. house in return. It's not going to happen. And 99% of people out here, my friend, are working their asses off. They can buy food in a house. That's it. Most people are still slaves. They would tell you, you're going to be a slave, but you'll be free at least. You know, you can you can do what you want. You can think what you want. You can say what you want. You can walk around outside, look at the trees. You're a slave, but you're free. Freedom, freedom, freedom. And what happened when they did this, something changed. The internet came. People start to talk. People start to think. People start to realize how money's made. People start to realize it's all a scam. Cryptocurrency was invented. Now you have Bitcoin, which is surpassing the global reserve currency. We don't need banks anymore. We don't need the IMF anymore. People are starting to talk. People have elected Trump, a man who's not bought and controlled by the establishment. People are starting to actually get their minds right. So the people in charge are like, oh, fuck. Okay, bad words, right? We no longer control the money. We no longer control who's in charge of each country. Oh, fuck. We've got to put an end to this. We can no longer base our societies on freedom. We must base our societies on safety. You can't think for yourself. We can't put these videos on YouTube because it's fake news and it's dangerous. You can't go outside because uh, the virus and it's dangerous. You can't travel in between countries without that injection because it's dangerous. This is no longer about freedom, my friends. This is about your safety. They're going to take all your freedom away and instead they're going to give you a nice big helping of safety. And you're going to take it and go, oh, at least I'm safe. You were safer before. You were safer before because now the government can arrest you for saying something they don't like because now you're spreading fake news. You were safer when you could have an opinion. And, uh, of course, that's uh, TikTok, which is, of course, owned well, by the yeah. Chinese. Uh, well, but also, and, you know, actually, there are a lot of people that aren't safer right now. I mean, just look at what's happening in the big cities. Well, right. Uh, you know, but they're at, selling it. They're selling it for sure. So what are, you, what, what are your thoughts in general of that stance, that position? Well, I agree with uh, I, I agree with a lot of what he's saying. Yeah. You know, they're, you know, they, they forced a lot of that now. You know, they're trying to, because of the pandemic, that gave them the excuse to be able to control people through fear. Right. You know, you've got to stay home or you're going to catch this deadly illness and, you know, you're not going to survive it. Well, you know, some, of course, haven't, but it was more uh, because of the underlying medical conditions mm -hmm. that that may have had that they may have had versus just strictly COVID. And now, you know, what, one, one thing that I find kind of interesting about all of this, when COVID first began, you know, the, the fear, it was really being preached that you can't go out, you can't go to a ball game. We're going to cancel this. We're going to cancel that. You have to stay in your house. You can't have anybody over. Maybe you shouldn't even stay in your house. Maybe right. you need to be down in the basement. You can only be with yourself and all like this. Well, now, what I find really interesting, last year, the seven-day moving average of COVID, number of cases, mm -hmm. last year, 18,372 this time a year ago, okay? 18,372. 
you know what it is this week? Hmm. A year later, a year down the road, 101,047. Five times more than a year ago. And you're only hearing just a little smattering here and there of, of people getting a little bit concerned about the transmission of mm. it. You know, in, in the beginning when we had these kinds of numbers, uh, you know, there were, they weren't playing baseball, but stadiums were shut down. You couldn't go to a, couldn't even go to a park. You, you couldn't do much of anything. Well, yeah. now, you know, the numbers are five times what they were a year ago. Nobody seems to be all that worried about it. Well, and the deaths are more a year ago. It was 197 deaths per week in this the seven day moving average. Yeah. Now it's 312. So that also mm -hmm. is more. And so, you know, I, I don't know who or what really to believe either way on this. Yeah. And I think now they've decided at first everybody went along with this. And now I think they've realized that people are too PO'd mm -hmm. and they don't want these restrictions again. So the government has basically just given up or they're trying to do other things. And when one way they're controlling things. Well, the restrictions is, didn't really do anything is the. Right. And, but now they're, problem. they're restricting some things in a different way. Yeah. Gas is so expensive, it's restricting your movement. Food is so expensive, it's restricting your ability to go to the grocery store. Yeah. And various other things. Airline travel is yeah. extremely expensive now, too. So maybe that's yeah. their next well, step in trying to control people. This is the thing, too. I, you know, I saw a job opening the other day, and uh, the policy of this organization was not, uh, you didn't have to be vaccinated to work there but you do have to be vaccinated to get a job there. In other words, Wait, if, you, if you already worked there, you don't have to be vaccinated. Oh. But you do have to be vaccinated to get a job there. And it does say they would consider the the waiving it for you know religious exemptions, things like that. But even then, it was a consideration. It wasn't a guarantee. So you look at stuff like that. We've, we've made some adjustments, but, but here's the thing. You know, I, I said this years and years ago. I started thinking, you know, if they put, you know, we're in the state of Oklahoma. If they, at our borders put massive walls around the state of Oklahoma and said, we can't leave. Well, if we didn't live close to the border, we probably wouldn't know. I mean, we live right smack dab in the middle of the state. Until we leave the state, we wouldn't even know we're not free. And I think that's, to me, what I see a picture of this is that until you try to exercise the right you take for granted, you don't know that you are not really free. And, you know, that's why people who, who don't have guns, for example, and who are anti-Second Amendment, they can't understand why people want to have the guns. And they keep thinking it's about the use of the gun. And it's just much more about the freedom. It is about the use of the gun, but it's much more about the freedom. We have a right, and, and these constitutional rights that are guaranteed to us by the Constitution, but given to us by the creator of the universe, these are things that are uncompromisable. And and I think that what whatever that right is, that is in the amendments, that needs to be celebrated and practiced all the time. Because if we don't do those kind of things, then we don't understand what we're losing. And they just kind of take it away. And you look at the New York law, 
It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. This is the funny part. Anybody who stops and thinks for half a second about gun crime would instantly know. If you just thought objectively, you would know that gun laws won't stop gun crime. What would stop gun crime in the United States is the obliteration of all firearms in the country. That's a fair statement to say. The ability to do that is another conversation. Right. But if, in fact, all the guns in the United States were gone and outlawed. Just uh, magically disappeared. Just magically disappeared. That's what they would need to do is magically disappear. Because it wouldn't matter if you outlawed them. We're right. I mean, certain guns are outlawed. Exactly. And you'd have to also get rid of the knowledge of how to make the gun. It's like nuclear war, right? Or nuclear uh, weapons. We know how to do it. I don't know how to do it, but but right, yes. we know how to make them. You can't undo the knowledge, you know, right. and that's what Oppenheimer said at the creation of it. He said, I have quotes uh, the Indian or Hindu book of whatever. He says, uh, I have become death, a destroyer of worlds and recognizing you can't recork that bottle. And yes, you can't know, to unring the bell exactly. as, as they say, but uh, no. Yeah. And uh, so we have, uh, you know, I don't know where we're headed here, but it's probably you know, not I a real do. good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's not a real good place, really. And maybe uh, it is. I, I just, you know, you know it's a I, I think a lot of people are definitely concerned about what's going on in the country. Sure. Because for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. You know, whether we're talking about how much crime and and violence has ramped up how much it costs to, you know, live an average day, whether you're going, trying to get some food or some clothes or gas to to put in the car, all that kind of stuff. And it is really uh, coming down hard on a lot of Americans and a lot of people, other people around the world, not just the United States of America. There are a lot of places that are feeling this. And so the uncertainty of what may be coming next is really, I think, getting to people. And maybe that's some of the reason that you're seeing, uh, you know, some of what's happening in the world today. And if you're listening to this and you're wondering why do we open a show like this and talk about the thunder, we talk about Skinwalker Ranch and all these weird things. Yeah, it's because, (laughs) dear Lord, look at the last half of what we talked about. Right, yeah. It's just unfortunate. And if you are watching uh, on this Wednesday here in Oklahoma City, Thunder Basketball, 6 o'clock against the Memphis Grizzlies on ESPN2. And tomorrow night, tomorrow late afternoon against the Philadelphia 76ers at 5 on NBA TV. See what you think of Chet Holmgren. (laughs) There we go. We got something to look forward to. Oh, geez, we didn't even talk about... The Big 12 and the Pac-12 and all the football ramifications. Oh. We'll save that for next week uh, because there may be more news coming then. Time is out, at least for now. (laughs) I'm Randy Ritter. And I'm Jeremy Griffin. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, have a great day. Cross your fingers, and hopefully we'll see you (laughs) next week for another edition of Scatter Shooting.